Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Did you teach Josh Allen the fake slide? Oh. Is that you that did that? Oh, hell. No, hell no. We're begging that slide once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, you say that, and then he, he pops off that 53-yarder, and you're screaming in the back, like, get down, dude. Like, what are you doing? And then he goes for it, and you're yelling, go, go, go. So it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Josh Allen is who he is because he's willing to lower his shoulder, and he's a little sick in the head because he likes it. Mitch Morse, there's way, on the Pat McAfee show, way too much about Allen, did he fake slide? He did not fake slide. Okay, if anybody needs that confirmed. I think he thought about sliding, and I think that's what you were watching when he kind of stopped. But that's also kind of how Allen changed his direction. It's like those quick happy feet like he did, and he's still straight up. So that is not a fake slide to me. And also, it is rich to hear anyone from Pittsburgh complaining about Josh Allen fake sliding when the truest fake slide we've ever seen in football was from Kenny Pickett at Pitt. Their college football team with their quarterback. That's a real fake slide, and they I'm sure they celebrated that and loved it. So... Get out of here with any tweets from Pittsburgh about banning the fake slide because Josh Allen took three steps uh, that made it look like he was slowing up when in reality all he was doing was changing direction. By the way, I cannot believe he got to high gear after kind of being stopped like he was. I, I can't stop watching that play. Just I still it's it's dumbfounding to me that he's able to score on it. 8030550 is the phone number. Okay, so the snow intensity from the last time I told me and Josh has talked about how the uh, snow starting to pick up. It's is, gone from like a two to like a, would you call this like a five right com- now? Well, compared to what I saw this morning, I would say this is still like a three or a four. <laughs> okay, so maybe it was like it was a true <laughs> one. That's that's also four, and now it's a four. It's recency bias for me. I mean, this is yeah. it's it's getting a little flurry, flurry y. I bet if you there. were driving in this right now, it would make it would be worse than you think. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Because we're looking at, like, you know, a and, brick building behind it, so it doesn't right. look that bad. And it looks like it's getting heavier by the second. Yeah. I've been staring out the window as since this segment began, and I'm not kidding. Maybe my eyes are deceiving me. It, it, probably not. It feels like it is getting heavier by the second. 
And and like an hour ago, we could see clear across. Oh, no snow. There whatsoever. wasn't a cloud in the sky. Right. An hour ago. Yeah. I mean, we, it was even a little not sunny, but it was I mean, brighter. Look at that old radar here. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, it's a, it's over top of us, or it's coming. So, if you are in the Amherst area, the Tonawanda area, um, Clarence, you, now now the North Towns are starting to. Uh, to get hit a little bit. It, it's still, it's heading even more north and north though. So this might be passing through. 8030550 is the phone number. Lots of closures, lots of driving bans. Hamburg, Orchard Park, West Seneca, Lancaster, Depew, Blaisdell, Cheektowaga. Um, I'm sure that list is even a little longer now, maybe. So News Radio 930 WBEN if you're looking for all the updates on the weather. Tom in Rochester next up. Getting connected with our fans brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online, NorthtownKia.com. What's up, Tom? Hi, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. Before I uh, ask my question I had about the Tyler Dunn sure. um, article, article, I did have a comment I wanted to make. Yeah. This, I'm, I'm convinced of this. I've been, this team's had me in knots for 50 years, and I'm convinced of this as, as it relates to this specific game and probably if we can make the next two, I believe the rosters as they are today, you know, given the injury situation, what this game is going to come down to is 100% luck. We gonna, we're going to have to get a break in some fashion because we never, we never get it when we get to this level. When we get to this level of the playoffs or championship, we never get, seem to get that luck, and we're gonna have to get it because these teams are just too, too close. And so I don't think it's gonna have a whole lot to do with our plays or what. It's gonna be some break that we get. But anyways, that's just so. So if you're voting mm-hmm. on who's gonna win, I think you'd almost have to vote on who's, who's yeah. more likely. To be lucky, and our and our history for the past fifty years hasn't been so great. Anyway, so my point, my question, I wanted to call about was the Tyler Dunn article. You really, really piqued my interest when you said that because um, I I always had this belief about the Sean McDermott culture being fantastic, and I also believe the X's and O's were you know game day management was difficult, but I always thought he had the potential to get better. And oh, by the way. I believe, I truly believe this, that your station is the reason why he got better. I believe when we started talking, calling for his head, Bulldog, he had, had had enough. When we started talking for his head, he, I think he heard the vibes, and I think he took that next step of what to do when the stuff gets rolling. So anyways, but, uh-huh. but your point about, your question about, the now your, your point, you said Tyler Dunn is actually saying his culture has some, some is, is questionable. It's called warts. That warts, really, yeah. really surprised, that really, really surprised, really surprised me because I've always seen McDermott as a guy who's just like got, Every single detail that you could even think of, like don't put the scoreboard in or don't put the score up and, you know, everything you possibly think of. And I just always thought of him requiring excellence. And maybe that rubbed some coaches the wrong way that he held them to the same standard. He holds himself to the same standard. He holds everybody else. So I was really wondering what Tyler Dunn had said that made you think otherwise. I, I think, to me, th- thanks, Tom, for the call. It was all the stories in there about assistant coaches 
and whether it was the Chad Hall part about the the truck and when when the the players bought him a truck, or whether it was some of the details about you know you know just not taking accountability after losses um, and kind of putting that more so on the assistant coaches behind the scenes, or how he operates, how he interacts with them on a daily basis. You know, I don't have the article in front of me right now, so I'm trying to remember some of the details off the top of my head. But that was my takeaway: was reading three or four of those stories that were were in there. Um, not e- not even to me like the the nine eleven speech that kind of was the headliner from that. Like to me, that wasn't even, you know, it wasn't the point that was trying to be made. I, I think the point that was trying to be made was there are some warts. Is it? Uh, and at the same time, I'm not saying they have a horrible culture. I just don't think it's, you know, it's not as peachy as you might think. Um, is is the is what I got from that. So, you know, I hope I hope I answered as much as I can. I, I could pull the article back up and go back through specific, you know, things that I read in that article that made me get to that point. Um, I'm not sure we want to completely rehash the Tyler Dunn piece this week because hey, we're we're on to greener pastures, right? Like, and. Okay, so one other thing, Tom, you just said that I heard Colin Cowherd say yesterday on the herd. Colin Cowherd was talking about the Tyler Dunn piece yesterday when it came to McDermott, and maybe he was hitting a similar tone that I am. A um, little different, maybe. He he was giving McDermott credit. Not, and I don't think our station directly did it. Maybe the article did. When. It's time to look in the mirror or when it's time to really evaluate yourself on something like that, how do you react? Some coaches, some people get ultra defensive, right? Cowherd mentioned a story of Tom Coughlin when Coughlin at some point, like 2008 maybe he said, 2009, was losing the Giants locker room. And it's because he he was such a hard ass, and he was a drill sergeant, and just was wearing down his players. And his owner went to him and said, "Hey, man, like you're losing the locker room. You might have to change a little bit." And there are a lot of coaches that would hear that, whether it's from their owner or whether it's from a, a you know former um, people on his staff, which would be in the McDermott case here, because these are his former coaches that are going, you know, anonymous here saying this. When it when that when you get approached with that, what do you do? Do you get ultra defensive and kinda, you know, bear down? Or do you look yourself in the mirror and do you make changes? Do you make necessary changes? I have no idea whether McDermott has done that or not, or whether, you know, that's happening. But Coward was pointing out, like, Coughlin did that, and it allowed him to have a second run at a Super Bowl. Um, So, and a lot of that stuff, by the way, was in past years. So there's a chance that that this hasn't been a thing for multiple years. A lot of the the stories and the, and the sourcing from that was from multiple years ago. So it doesn't have to be how McDermott's been this year. It doesn't have to be how McDermott was even last year. And again, I don't even think a lot of this matters. I think most of what matters, he's checking the box. He's 
he has withstood all these defensive injuries all year. To a point where I have so much confidence in him right now as a defensive mind and as the defensive play caller that A.J. Klein has to play on Sunday. I'm good. I've got confidence. Kyrie Elam has to play on Sunday. I'm good. I've got confidence. If Dorian Williams has to play, Balin Spector, who was a 7th round pick last year, just put in whoever you want, and I feel like McDermott's going to figure out how to keep the Chiefs in check. Because he's been doing it pretty much all year with a rotating door at every position. And on the offensive side, when it comes to game management stuff, you know, this will be the real test. This Chiefs game will be a huge test for this. It's easy, it's easier, I should say. Easier to go for fourth downs and to, you know, put the put the pedal down when you're playing the Steelers or when you're playing, you know, the Dolphins who can't score on you. But when it's Mahomes and it's Andy Reid, are you going to be the same way? And I do think he will. I think it's been a, a few chief games in a row here where he's had that mentality. So, for me, with McDermott, I just want to reiterate, like I, I, am in, I have almost as much confidence as I could have imagined. The middle por- portion of the year, I would have never imagined I would have this much confidence in the Bills coaching staff going into this game. It's not just McDermott. I mean, it's how much how, Bobby, Bobby Babbage has had his flowers, you know, this year given to him as a defensive assistant as the linebackers coach. So many different linebackers, in and out, in and out, and they have just developed these guys, and they've gotten the most out of all of them. Doreen Williams was really good on Sunday, right? He was flying around. He looked like it. I wonder, We'll talk with Sal a little bit later in the week on this. I want to ask him on Williams and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to get injury updates. Bernard, how if he's definitely out and whether Dodson is definitely back in. Because if Dodson's back in, linebacker becomes what? Dodson is the Mike linebacker? I mean, he's played the will all year, but at training camp, he did a lot at Mike linebacker. So maybe you move Dodson to the middle just because he's the best you got, even if he's not perfect. He's the best you got. And then who becomes the guy next to him? And the way Williams flies around, you know, you might just have to eat the undisciplined mistakes that you're going to get in the name of he's the only one athletic enough to, to hang with Travis Kelsey. You know, Kelsey might put him in a body bag in, in some plays, you know, with his veteran presence. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to go well, but I just, I would be terrified of A.J. Klein just not even being able to keep up with him. And I, I think Williams at least can do that. And that's that's coaching too. That's that's McDermott, that's Babich, that's that's, you know, all those guys. Again, I can't believe that I've reached this point in the season where I feel as confident about the coaching staff as I do. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. Bills and Chiefs on Sunday. Adam and Williamsville's next up. Hey Adam. Hey, you guys got me? Yep. Go ahead, man. I just wanted you guys to touch upon, um, you know, we obviously we got assigned uh, Sean uh, Hochuli uh, for our ref this uh, this game, and 
he missed a lot of calls, and especially that horse collar in, in that Eagles game. Um, and I think the Bills have, like, some horrible record when he has refed our game. So I just kind of wanted to touch upon that. Obviously, the Bills uh, control their own destiny, and we, uh, we, we have to take care of uh, business on the field. But, um, you know, the, these refs can affect uh, the outcome as well. So I just kind of wanted to get your, uh, your take on that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Sean Hockley, right? Um, I got to look. I thought I saw that it's the same referee from Bills and Eagles. When the Bills had a bunch of penalties against them, remember how bad that game was. Um, although I don't know if I've seen that official. So I, on the officiating, you know, Jeremy made this point yesterday. The Chiefs get more defensive holding penalties, uh, for, you know, in their favor than anybody. Mahomes points to the ref and he gets the call. He points and he gets it, and. A lot of that is when he's at home. You are going to get more calls when you're at home. It's just a statistical fact about officiating in the NFL. And that's one advantage that you get by not having to go to Arrowhead. Is, alright, Mahomes is going to point. Is he automatically getting that defensive holding penalty? Because a lot of times he'll get it. And I, I feel like on Sunday, he should be less confident he's going to get it. So... Yeah, do the Bills want... Hey, if Kyrie Elam's got to play, for instance, that could that could really go well for him. Because he is very grabby. He's very grabby. I mean, he had... Didn't the Bills put boxing gloves on him at a practice last year? Because he, was, he holds so much. And you saw it against the Steelers last Sunday. When Kyrie Elam gets beat, what does he do? He grabs the guy. He did that to Deontay Johnson. It's what resulted in a goal to go for Pittsburgh. Um, But we know this about the NFL. They're not going to call it every time. The Seahawks Legion of Boom, one of the secret sauces of the Legion of Boom for the Seahawks, I've heard, uh, I think Cam Chancellor talk about this, that they were coached to grab and hold all the time because they knew that the refs weren't going to call them all day on it. They're not going to call them every play. If they hold on every play, they're not going to call it all the time. They might get more than other teams, but you know that allowed them to be more physical as a secondary. And in this game, you know maybe you think, all right, let's try that. We're going to hold all day because we know they're not going to call us all day on it. We're the home team, especially. So it's even less likely to happen. Um... So I don't know. We'll see. That's that's the way Elam plays. So maybe Elam especially would be the one to get away with it, you know, more than than normal. Um, I, by the way, would bet he doesn't have to play because I think Rasul Douglas is probably getting back in. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty. Scott in Rochester's next. Hey, Scott. Good morning, Joe. Um, thanks for taking my call. So aside from all the benefits of playing at home and you know being able to keep that routine, you know, minus the snowstorm, but I think yep. one of the biggest things just from watching the game, will be we don't have to listen to that obnoxious, stupid tomahawk chop that they do in Kansas City. <laughs> I am so sick of seeing and hearing that. That I that, that alone yep. is a win. That We don't have to listen to that all game. Yeah. Well, the Bills fans do it, though, for the kickoff, don't they? Yeah, but it's not but a it's not obnoxious like, yeah. chant. Like, it, 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 it's just a song. No, know? I know what you mean. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, all of it. I mean, that that part of it, right, Scott? And I don't know. Are you are you going to the game? I'm not going to okay. the game. Um, the last game I went to was that Vikings game, but I kind of... Oh, it's a tough one. I don't know. Well, ever, no, the, ever since then, it's kind of been weird to go to a game. It's that's just, that's fine. The point, the point I was going to make is Kansas City's kind of got this this way about it on TV where it's always kind of like, I don't want to say, it's kind of dark there, isn't it? Like, the lighting and just the aesthetics of the stadium, like, I'm just sick of that even. Like, the the smokiness yeah. almost it seems like it is there. Whereas, you know, the Bill Stadium, I think, can can seem brighter, um, if that makes sense. Maybe it's just blue versus red. I don't know how that works. But, yeah. Th- thanks, Scott, for the call. I mean cannot get over enough how much better it is that this game is not at Arrowhead. Thank goodness. The Bills are going to play the Chiefs twice in a row in Buffalo. Or in Orchard Park, I should say. Twice in a row. And maybe, ooh, I might have this right. I mean, there's a there could be a playoff game next year, and you know who knows where that could be. I think the year after that the game would be in Orchard Park again if they meet. I'm gonna double check that real quick. So this game will be in Orchard Park next year when the when the uh, the Chiefs come to town. That will be in Orchard Park. Yeah, the AFC West opponent in 2025 will be in Orchard Park. So if they match up, that's that's three in a row potentially in Buffalo. So all right, finally it's gonna start swinging in the other direction. While we're at it, you might as well just go all the way to the 2026, right? The first year of the new Bill Stadium. And that game is locked in. All right, this is interesting. The Chiefs, the year of the new stadium, 2026. The AFC West is playing against the Bills. And we already know where those games will be. And Kansas City comes here. So you've got home now against the Chiefs, home next year against the Chiefs. You never know in playoffs in between potentially home the year after, and then home against the Chiefs in 2026. So our long nightmare is over. The Bills really might not go back to Arrowhead Stadium for like four years. Knock on wood, because, you know, playoffs could happen. 803-0550 is the phone number. Time out here. Let's get to... Aaron Schatz, when we come back, we'll go through the entire NFL playoffs and we'll get his thoughts on the Bills' chances. What does DVOA say about the Bills' chances the rest of the ways? The AFC does look much stronger on paper than the NFC does. Aaron next, and more time for your phone calls as well. Here on Jeremy and Joe. Jeremy off today. Back tomorrow. Uh, This is WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, I don't know really for sure. I've yet to meet with Nate, get a little bit more clarity on what his week's going to look like. But like with everyone, you know, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and see, hey, how's anything changed from the way we leave it tonight once I get a chance to be around Nate a little bit more here. Sean McDermott on Terrell Bernard. So we'll see. He's the he's the probably most pessimistic-looking injury that the Bills have for Sunday against Kansas City. They have a long list of guys. Looks like Douglas should be back. Dodson should be back. We'll see uh, if we get any more details today. I don't even know if... The, I guess the Bills are going to get try to get to practice. There's a driving ban in Orchard Park. Another snow event here. At least this one's the middle of the week and not on game day. Uh, as Sunday should be uh, good weather. You know, all, all being, you know, in context of what month it is. 20 degrees, sunny skies, should be fine. 803-0550 is the phone number. Let's go to the Western Hotline. Aaron Schatz, FTN, fantasy creator of DVOA, at a Schatz NFL on Twitter. Aaron, thanks for uh, joining. How's, uh, how's life? Hey, it's good. Less snow in Boston than you have in Buffalo. I mean, I would imagine almost anywhere you look. Actually, I don't know about this. That you know, normally we get bad winters, but I'm seeing like Nashville is zero degrees and it was snowing in Dallas. So, you know, this is a this is not a great time for most. I think in the country. No, yeah, but we just got a couple inches yesterday. Sounds like you guys. If there's a driving ban where the Bills practice, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. I, I think I don't know I don't know if that applies to like ATVs or snowmobiles, which honestly I'm not even kidding. That might be how right, they're getting to practice. To practice, let's do it. I, right, you got to get there somehow. It's like maybe a, a dog sled for all I know. It's going to get to that point. So, but before we get to some of the DVOA stuff, Aaron, how about for you this this game just being you know another chapter between Mahomes and Allen and these two teams? This is their seventh meeting in a four-year period, it's almost like they're division rivals for how often they play. Um, how happy are you to even just get this game, you know, be able to watch it on Sunday as one of the games this weekend? Oh, very. I mean, listen, uh, Baltimore and San Francisco are so far ahead of the rest of the league this year, by my numbers and by, I think, Vegas's numbers too, that the Saturday games, I mean, upsets are possible, but they look like pretty big wins. 
So it's nice that the Sunday games are closer, and this is by far the closest, I mean, most interesting game of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody is really excited to see this. Yeah, it's the closest spread by a lot. You mentioned some big spreads this week. So let's let's start with kind of what we saw for this season in general for the Bills. DVOA, in, in your view on the Bills, how, I'm going to start defensively with you because I would see some numbers on like how they would be doing in certain stretches of the year. Is it right to think that they started hot and ended hot in the middle portion of the year defensively for the Bills was was where they really struggled? Oh, yeah, that is absolutely. It's, it's a big valley with two mountains on the side. Um, they were fantastic in the first five weeks. Then Milano and Daquan Jones got hurt. Cadavious White got hurt. Then they were like close to the worst defense in the league for the next few weeks. And then near the end of the year, uh, Rasul Douglas was fantastic once he came over i have a new cornerback dvoa that i started keeping this year and russell douglas was the best in the league over the second half of the season wow and uh terrell bernard really came on which is why that injury is so concerning and their defense was again like a fifth or sixth in the league over the second half of the season yeah wow that that's that's a number one corner in the league um on the second half of the year and aaron what's amazing about that is they traded for him at the trade deadline from a team that is still alive. Like it, it's amazing to me that maybe it's where they were in the season that Green well, Bay was willing to part with them. Look alive at the time. <laughs> did, they did not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 would make sense for that. Then why as it happened? But Douglas has been phenomenal. I again injury wise, it seems like he should be good to go. How about offensively for the Bills? They had a coordinator fired, but big picture, how, how do you think they did this year? Okay, so here's the shock, right, for Bills fans, is that the Bills' offense was worse with Brady at coordinator than it with Dorsey as the coordinator. Hmm. They, they finished the year third in offensive DVOA, but there's something like fifth over the second half of the season. So their, their rating yeah. actually drops a little bit in the second half of the year, and I know that that's a surprise because things felt better with Brady, like, um, you know, Allen was doing better. Yeah. Uh, passing to the middle of the field, and Shakir, they used a lot more of Shakir, uh, which is a good thing in the second half of the year, and it felt like James Cook really came on in the second half of the year, and yet their overall offensive rating is slightly lower in the second half of the year. Aaron Schatz, FTN Fantasy on the Western Hotline. Do you think what could explain that is that they're, like how much would their run rate affect that? Because that is one thing that went up, even though, like turnovers did come down um, once Brady came in, they were running the ball more. Could could that be what explains why they had even even though it's not a huge drop, a little bit of a drop? A little bit, but even if you just isolate passing plays, they went from second mm-hmm. in weeks one through nine to eighth. Okay. In weeks ten through eighteen, the running game got slightly better, but the passing game dropped from forty nine percent better than average to thirty percent better than average. Gotcha. How much do turnovers usually affect that? Oh, turnovers matter, but I will say that uh, my new version of uh, DVOA that I started using this year has turnovers uh, gives them a little bit less of a penalty okay. uh, because it becomes it's more predictive for the future that way because turnovers are less predictive for the future than just yards and first downs. Sure. I, I, I like hearing that because we've kind of gone back and forth all year with a- Allen leads the league in picks, and you hear about it. Every broadcast, every you know debate show that you watch, 
and it's, you know, he's the leader in turnover since he entered the league, but the record's pretty good. So, like, is maybe he's a special case of this, but he might be the one guy where he can throw the amount of picks he does, and it's still, you know, he's going to make up for it more than anybody, of course. So I wrote about this at FTN Fantasy. If you go to ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA, or search just for Aaron Schatz All-Pro Ballot. I'm one of the All-Pro voters, and I voted for Josh Allen's first team All-Pro. Okay. And part of the reason is his good plays overcome the turnovers, in part because his turnovers come farther downfield than any other quarterback. His average interception came, if I'm remembering correctly, something like 26 yards downfield. And then Jordan Love was 22 and a half, and no other quarterback was above 20. Brock Purdy's average interception was something like nine yards downfield. And the closer to the line of scrimmage your interception, the worse the return, right? The field Mm -hmm. position change. So Allen's turnovers did not hurt the Bills anywhere near as much as Purdy's turnovers hurt the 49ers uh, per turnover. Mm -hmm even though Purdy had fewer turnovers. But Allen overcomes the turnovers with how good he is on all the other plays. Yeah. No, that lines up with, I looked up a stat about a month ago. I haven't updated it since then. But Allen in December was on the fourth longest streak in NFL history without throwing a pick six. Like 3,000 attempts almost. And hearing you mention how far down the field that happens, I mean, that that makes sense to me, um, given that you know there's no pick sixes on his resume, really, going back to his rookie yeah, year. Yeah, it's hard to throw a pick six if you launch it 30 yards downfield. Right. It happens, but right. it's hard. So what about the rest of the playoffs? Is it right to look at the two conferences right now and just pretty easily see that the AFC is a lot stronger than the NFC? Do you see it the same way? Yeah, I do see it the same way, uh, especially with Dallas out, right, because Dallas was really strong mm. during the regular season. They were the second strongest team in the NFC during the regular season, they were number, they were a proper number two seed. So as hot as the Packers are right now, I do think the AFC is the tougher conference, but I mean, I, I mean, no, uh, not to get Bill's fans down. I mean, my numbers love the Ravens and the 49ers so much this year mm-hmm. that I just have a very high chance of them meeting in the Super Bowl. Now, listen, uh, there's more than a 50, 50 shot that somebody will take out one of those teams before we get to the Super Bowl. And maybe it'll be the Bills next week. We'll see. They probably have the best chance of anybody to take out either the Ravens or the 49ers. But the Ravens and 49ers have been super strong this year. You look at the Ravens and the wins they've had, big, convincing wins over all like top teams, Detroit, Houston, uh, Cleveland in one of their two games, and then San Francisco and Miami, just huge wins. Yeah. Is what w- the big difference for them versus past years? I don't know where they would have ranked for you in past years. Like their passing game gets a lot of love and it looks so much more efficient than it has in past years. Is that the biggest reason why they've kind of ascended so much here? It is if you compare them to 2020 through 2022, but not if you compare them to 2019, the other year where they were this good. Mm-hmm. In 2019, the Ravens actually had a better pass efficiency than they do this year. I know that's like super surprising, mm-hmm. but it is true. They were more efficient passing the ball in 2019 than 
this year. Yep. But the overall package this year is better. The running game is better than 2019. The defense is better than 2019. Even the special teams have been better than 2019, except Tucker. And we know that in the long term, Tucker is awesome. So that's not a problem. Yeah. Their, their opponent this week, the Texans, I mean, they seem dangerous, Aaron. For you, how impressive has C.J. Stroud been? And is that team... I mean, the reputation of the team is Stroud is just kind of lifting it all up. Um, they've had injuries too. Is that you know right? Does that sound right to you on the Texans that Stroud is really the easily the biggest reason why they are even close to where they are? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, quarterback obviously is the most important position, but do give respect to number one, the defensive line, which has very strong pass rushing from Anderson and Greenard and also very strong run defense, and also to the receivers, who are not just lifted by Stroud, but have become really great in their own, uh, I'm thinking uh, in specific of Nico Collins and Tank Dell, who unfortunately Tank Dell is injured now, but uh, Nico Collins had one of the highest receiving DVOA ratings for a receiver over 100 targets in the 43 years that I've been doing this and if you look at ESPN's receiver metrics which are based on next gen tracking and track receivers even on plays where they don't get the ball Collins also comes out really high Aaron Schatz of FDN Fantasy on the Western Hotline you can find DVOA uh, on his site there or on his Twitter at A Shots NFL the uh, you mentioned the you think Bills and and um, Chiefs is the most interesting game of the week would you Think that well, what's the, to me you the game that is most likely to be a blowout? Is it close enough between the the Ravens and the Niners? Um, as you've kind of mentioned here, like them being significantly above the pack. I think the most the thing is that the Packers' pass defense uh, that game they played against Dallas was so out of uh, the ordinary for that pass defense. That defense has been so bad this year that I just the most likely blowout is that the Packers' defense just gives up three straight touchdowns to the 49ers, and then Love has to press and and throws a couple of picks or something. Like That yeah. just seems to me to be the most likely blowout because Houston um, Houston's secondary is not that good, but they do have the pass rush and the run defense at least. The Packers don't even have that. Yeah. And last thing I wanted to get to, you, uh, get to with you, Aaron, on the team that just got eliminated in Dallas that you mentioned earlier ranked really highly. I mean, how incredible is it to you that they not only got upset right away by the seven seed, they're the first two seed to ever lose to a seven seed. I know it's only been a few years here um, of this playoff format, but man, how incredible was it to you that not only they lost, but that they lost like that? I mean, they got picked apart really all day, it seemed. And of course, you know, the, pick, the picks are... In retrospect, we should have seen it coming a little bit because the Cowboys played way more dime defense than anyone else in the league, and Jordan Love was really good this year when he faced dime defenses. And you can also run against dime defenses, and like you put heavy personnel out there, and the Cowboys would just stay in dime. What I didn't see coming was Dak Prescott not playing well. Prescott truly was awesome during the regular season. And... Um, it's interesting. We were trying to think of quarterbacks like Prescott who were so good in the regular season and then struggled in the playoffs and never made it to a Super Bowl. I mean, the closest comparison we came up with was Randall Cunningham, 
Okay. Although at least Cunningham made it to an NFC Championship game, but he never made it to a Super Bowl. Um, Warren Moon is another one, mm-hmm. right? Who was not good. He had like a three and seven record in the playoffs, but like Prescott was one of the best quarterbacks in the league in the regular season. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm generally believer that there isn't anything in certain players that makes it so they're bad in the playoffs. Like it, it you just you have bad games until the year that you don't. Right. Like Kate Manning, right? Like yep. at a certain point, he stopped having bad games in the playoffs. I feel like that's coming for Prescott. Like it's going to happen at some point. I just don't know when. He may not. I don't know if he's going to how how often he's going to get back to prove that I'm right, because right. the Cowboys have. Um, you know they're going to lose a lot of veterans this uh, off season. Yeah, and they might. I mean, they might lose their coach. Do you have Do you have an opinion on whether or not that should happen with McCarthy or even? I mean. I keep seeing Belichick as like the top odds guy if they do move on from McCarthy, which I don't know. I could just I don't know about you, Eric. I could just visualize him in Dallas, and maybe that's just because they're both navy blue, that in New England. But I could see that happening. You know, um, whether you change from McCarthy to Belichick is based entirely on the kind of intangibles that I can't measure. Mm. It's really a question of do you think McCarthy? Because McCarthy ran a great offense this year. It's really a question of do you think that McCarthy actually has a problem inspiring and motivating his players in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Because if you think that that is something that is real, Belichick is the opposite, right? Belichick has no problem inspiring and motivating his players in the playoffs. But my guess is that with Belichick would come a conservative offensive coordinator and a conservative, less productive offense during the regular season. Right. That's the trade-off, right? That man, if I'm a Dallas fan, I don't like the I don't like the sound of that. I should say Belichick at this point usually just kind of hires guys he's worked with too. I don't know how long he his Rolodex is, is. He is very behind the times on offensive strategy. Yeah. Well, last thing, actually, last thing for you officially here, because uh, you the way you just said that, that's kind of how I've thought about Mike Tomlin in past years. The Steelers. I mean, their future is what to you? Like, how good were they in the first place this year? And there are questions about Tomlin's future, I guess. I mean, he walked off the podium. Because um, what that what you just said about Belichick is usually I have I have the same thought about Tomlin where he just kind of is lagging behind offensively. Yeah, the difference is Belichick is still cutting edge defensively, whereas Tomlin is much more of a CEO. He doesn't really play a part in the game planning anywhere. He's a CEO, and he's a master motivator. I mean, mm-hmm. again, like what he's been able to do with the bad quarterback that he has, and he, he was the only person who was ever able to manage Antonio Brown in the locker room. He's going into the Hall of Fame purely for his motivation yep. and intangibles, right? Like I wouldn't change. I mean, they need a new quarterback, but I would not get rid of Tomlin. If Tomlin wants to stay, you keep Tomlin. Right, and it does sound like Pittsburgh wants to keep him. It might be, you know, him. If if there is a change, it might be him looking to get out. Aaron Schatz, again, you can find it. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Stuff at FTN Fantasy and on Twitter at NFL. Always enjoy chatting, Aaron, and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. All right, you too. Aaron Schatz on the Western Hotline. The snow is really coming down now. It is moving very quickly through the North Towns. Three to five inches, though, per hour. So even if we get like an hour of this, you're going to have at least a little bit of snow. It might be tough to drive in, especially. All right, time out here. Extendo Sports on the way back, and then we'll get you off to the Extra Point Show with Sal coming up at 10 here on WGR. All right, wrapping things up. All your snow updates. News Radio 930 WBEN. It kind of looks like... The storm is going very quickly past the North Towns. So, three to five inches per hour, but it might fly right by you if you're in Amherst or Tonawanda or, you know, Clarence or, you know, wherever. Like, it already starting to look like it's lightening up here a little bit. So, we might have uh, really dodged a bullet. Are we just telling ourselves that? Probably. Just to feel better? Yeah, pretty much. What else? Uh, Sabres and Blackhawks tonight. Still uh, at 7.30, 6.30 uh, pregame. We do not have, though, the hot dog of the day officially yet, but we're pretty sure it's going to be the Chicago dog with tomatoes and neon green relish, and yeah, it looks really good. Barring any technical issues, we will be carrying uh, Don Granado's press conference live at 11 Cash. All right. What else? Um, oh, Jason Kelsey. Not officially retiring from his podcast, which I think is code for he wants to announce it himself rather than have Adam Schefter leak it. This is two years in a row where a player is getting upset with Schefter for kind of leaking their retirement news. Although he did say it was like he's not trying to be dramatic about it. So he's not trying like he points out he's not trying to go the Brady route here. Okay. And be like, oh, like I'm not going to retire. Oh, I'm going to retire. Oh, I'm not going to retire. Like. Nothing yeah. like that. Also, I have figured out when the next time the Bills could go to Arrowhead is. Other than a playoff game. They could obviously play in the playoffs any year. If the seeding works out and you know they both make it far enough. But the next time the Bills could go to Arrowhead in the regular season is 2027. The Chiefs are locked into coming here next year. The AFC West team the Bills will match up with in the standings in 2025, also comes here. And then the Chiefs are locked into coming to the new Bills stadium in 2026. The Bills go to the AFC West opponent that they match up with in 2027. So we could be looking at a four-year stretch of not going to Arrowhead. So, hey, we made it through this long and annoying journey of Going there every single year. Hopefully I didn't just jinx it and they're going to go back there next year. Hey, if they win the Super Bowl, though, no one will care. All right. That's it for me. Jeremy back tomorrow. 
Stay warm. Stay safe. Don't leave your house if you don't need to. And Sal's coming up next with the Extra Point Show. Uh, Sean McDermott, not meeting with media until 1240. So stay tuned uh, for Sal. And you can get your phone calls in now at 803-0550. And I'll talk to you tomorrow here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.